It's the Law of FOHO podcast, providing a combination of serious discussion of political, cultural, and social issues, along with witty and satirical humor, connecting listeners with the news they need to know in a fast-moving format. The son of immigrants and the new voice for conservative millennials, Robert FOHO blends his passion for conservatism with his view that America is the greatest country on earth and our last best hope. Now, here's Robert. Greetings, folks. Welcome to the Law of FOHO podcast. I am your host, Robert FOHO. That's F-O-J-O, and the J is soft. You can let them hate, but make sure they pronounce your name right. I am somewhat of a recovering lawyer turned legal and political commentator. This is the show that is more like a classroom. We advance conservatism for a new generation, and we teach you that liberalism is the disease and conservatism is the cure. I'm thrilled to be here with you today. This is our introduction episode, so I'm focusing on two things. Number one, who I am, and number two, what I will be covering and addressing in this podcast going forward. This podcast focuses on political, cultural, and social issues, and it's intended to articulate my unapologetic passion for conservatism with my view, and I think the view that most people share, and that is that America is the greatest country on earth and our last best hope. My goal is to inspire you, the listener, to be the best that you can be and keep the country on a course for a bright future. Learning about who I am and what I will cover will shed light on that for you. So who am I? I've been an attorney for the last 15 years. I live and work in New Hampshire, specifically Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm divorced. I have three beautiful, wonderful children that I've been blessed with. I am not from here, though. I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. My parents are immigrants from Cuba, and that part of my background is the most important element that forms my political beliefs and led me to the conservative political philosophy that I have today. My parents left Cuba as teenagers in the early 1960s, shortly after the Cuban Revolution. This is a classic, classic immigration story uh, that it has always inspired me. Nothing but the clothes on their backs when they left. My dad, in particular, left in 1965 when he was 13 because at age 15, they have mandatory conscription in Cuba. You're automatically drafted, at least at the time, into the Cuban military. His own parents, my grandparents, stayed behind for other reasons, but they sent him off to Spain first. He spent a couple of months in Spain with relatives and then went to Union City, New Jersey with those same relatives where he began attending high school. He did not speak a word of English. He spent the entirety of his his high school years without his own parents, who were eventually able to leave the island in 1970. My parents met in New Jersey. They got married. My dad went to medical school in New Jersey, and they eventually made their way to Miami, Florida, where I was born, and so were my three younger siblings. I attended a Jesuit high school in Miami, and then I eventually went to the University of Miami for my undergraduate studies. After that, I managed to slip into Harvard Law School undetected, and I, was, I graduated from there in 2005. Now, there's a very specific reason why I pursued a legal career. When I was a child, my dad, having fled a communist regime as a child and having spent 
several years separated from his parents, he always told me two things. Number one, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. And number two, and this is critical, don't ever take for granted the freedom that you enjoy because it can vanish in an instant like it did for him and my mom. Ronald Reagan, one of my favorite presidents ever, famously said once that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. So I wanted to study the law because I wanted to understand and appreciate how and why our legal system was constructed as it was. If you recall from Civics 101, um, they don't teach this a lot in schools these days. When our country was founded, our system of government was the first of its kind in the world. It was founded on a truly revolutionary idea, and that idea is that our rights are derived from nature, not from some governing body. We created government and, and ceded some of those freedoms, some of those rights, so that the government could protect our rights. That was my motivation for going to law school. After law school, I spent four and a half years of my legal career in Florida, and for personal reasons, uh, I moved my family to New Hampshire 10 years ago and continued, continued practicing law here. I've handled a wide variety of cases. I'm a trial lawyer. One of the areas I have spent a lot of time working on this past year is in challenging the various shutdown measures in New Hampshire that our state government has imposed on society in response to the coronavirus. On behalf of various clients, I've filed several lawsuits challenging everything from our governor's state of emergency declaration to local face mask ordinances. Those cases have been quite challenging because the judges we have faced have been very resistant to chipping away at these restrictions that our local and state governments have imposed to combat the coronavirus. But the tide seems to be turning in other states, and I believe that sentiment will eventually make its way to New Hampshire and other states that are still under significant lockdown measures. So that's who I am. It should provide some helpful perspective for understanding what I will address and cover in this podcast going forward. Now, as you heard earlier, I am an unapologetic conservative. I'm not ashamed of it in the least. And I intend to address and articulate that philosophy in this podcast by discussing and analyzing current social, political, and cultural issues. I think the philosophy can best be explained by applying it to the events that are occurring around us. Talking about its features and concepts in the abstract obviously only goes so far. I've always believed that a professor standing at a chalkboard just lecturing his students about a particular topic has very limited effectiveness. To learn something, you have to apply it. You need to see it in action. So there is no better way to learn about conservatism than by seeing its manifestation, or lack thereof, in today's issues and events. In my view, and I alluded to this earlier, conservatism, and, and really the premise on which our country was founded, is based on a revolutionary idea. Our rights come from God. Not government, not, some, not a president, not some leader or ruler. They come from God. We're born with those rights. We gave up some of those rights in exchange for a limited government that was intended to protect us and our natural God-given rights. Conservatism is based on that idea. It is an optimistic worldview. It's really a way of life. It's not just a political philosophy. For me, it's a way of life. We believe in individuals, the idea that everyone is special, everyone is unique, and everyone can succeed. 
there are other podcast hosts and radio talk show hosts who identify some of these ideas, and they do it very well. I want to bring an additional lens to this topic, and it goes back to what I said earlier about why I went to law school. Understanding our legal system helps us understand conservatism, understanding how our laws work, what powers the federal government has, the role of the the judiciary, the relationship between the states and the federal government, what executive officials can and cannot do. Understanding these concepts helps one understand the conservative philosophy and mindset. I think it's important to explain it from that perspective. There is this notion, particularly among the left, that conservatism isn't cool, that conservatives are made up of old white men who are racists, bigots, and homophobes. That is simply not true. I believe, and, and I've encountered this, that there are a lot of millennials, many young people out there in their 20s, 30s, and up through my age, I'm 40, who are also conservatives and who are excited by its ideas and concepts. If you look at this election, depending on when you're listening to this, the choice is obviously between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. One of those candidates wants you to succeed. One of those candidates wants to get government out of the way for you. One of those candidates wants to drain Washington, D.C. of all the corruption and self-enrichment that has permeated that environment for decades and return that power to the people. One of those candidates wants to use government to protect your rights, not to take them away, not to tell you what to do, not to restrict every facet of your life. The other candidate is telling you he wants to tax you more. The other candidate lacks energy. The other candidate is warning you of dark times ahead. The other candidate wants to lock down society again to combat the coronavirus. The other candidate has used his office and name to profit from foreign countries to the tune of millions of dollars. The other candidate is advancing policies that remind my parents of their time in Cuba when Fidel Castro took over and began implementing communist ideas and philosophies. The other candidate can't remember who he is at times. Which of these candidates excites you more? Which of these candidates inspires optimism? One of these candidates can't get 20 cars at a rally. The other is attracting 20,000 people at his rallies. For me and many millennials out there, the choice should be an easy one. In this podcast, I want to help you understand why that choice is easy, why conservatism is the philosophy that best preserves the principles on which this country was founded and charts the best path for the future of the nation. So I hope you'll tune in for future episodes. Thanks for listening to the Law of FOHO podcast. This is our introduction episode. We'll be releasing a new episode every week. Make sure to join our Facebook group. That's Law of FOHO. If you haven't already, we're going to break down each episode there throughout the week and post helpful and insightful information related to the show. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram at Law of FOHO and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Law of Foho. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.